Is that where you're going to sit? What do you mean? I was just curious because I want to, like, I don't want you to get close for the mic check and then move away. Okay, I'll check it. Okay, ready? Yeah, check. Great. Hello! Hello, Mr. Ross. Oh, oh yeah. I know, Mr. What's his hello. name? Hello. Yeah, it's Mr. Ross. And then she he goes, hello, hello Mrs. Mrs. Ross. Rachel. I think he calls her Mrs. Ross because that's when they get married. Yeah, but they didn't. Oh, because they were drunk and they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, hello, everyone. Welcome hello. to Silver Screen and Television <laughs> Dreams. Um, with me today is Izzy. Oh, ooh. Ooh. I don't know if I've used that one before. Wow. How do you like it? I. You know what's funny is I have never been called Izzy my entire life. And then this past year, it has become my one of my other nicknames. Oh. What That is used on the daily. Um, I am homeschooling these two little girls. They're five and seven. And they both call me Izzy, Miss Izzy. Oh. And their mom calls me Izzy. And then I have, there's like a couple other people now that I've interacted with where I, I always introduce myself as Isabel. And these people just start calling me Izzy. And I'm like, this is a weird stage of life to for people to call me Izzy. Yeah, it's weird that people wouldn't, like, ask you. Yeah. Do you go by Isabel? Yeah. Is. Like, I just Izzy, like, Izzy. Ooh. The Izzy of Oz. <laughs> Izzy of Oz. <laughs> ah, the Wizard of Iz. The Wizard of Iz. Ooh. So many good nicknames yeah. that we're wasting. Wow. Because now I can't use them. Wizzes. Is Wizzes. Wizards of Izzy, please. Oh. Uh-huh. Whiz. Cheese whiz. <laughs> Cheese is. Che- oh, so many good ones. Oh, ones. wow. We're wasting them. Okay, so anyways, now that we've sufficiently wasted <laughs> two minutes talking about nicknames, um, welcome back, everybody. Um, Hopefully, you guys watched the internship. Mm-hmm. If you didn't. Not the intern with uh, right. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Robert, Robert De, Niro. De Niro. Thank you. <laughs> I do genuinely mix up their names in my head. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. But no, so the internship, hopefully you watched it, and hopefully you also watched The Maze Runner. I got really distracted because my salsa is sitting on the counter, and I forgot to put it in the fridge. So. Would you like me to throw it away? No, it's fine. It's already been out for a little bit, so <laughs> another hour isn't going to hurt it. I left my a block of cheese out all night last night, and I got up, and it was it was, it was done. Was, was it sweaty? It was like, you know how cheese changes color when it's hard? Yeah. And like... That's disappointing. Yeah, it's really sorry for your life. It's really tragic. It's really tragic. Anyways. Trey Trashy. <laughs> what is that from? Trey Trashy. From the... That reminds me of that Charming movie. Um, I thought you were talking about when we drove to NASA and I said, Interessant! <laughs> <laughs> that cracked me up. No, uh, didn't you watch it? Um... Oh, it, it's like a Disney Channel movie with Sarah Hyland, and she oh. is like super wealthy, and then like the guy follows her around, and she always says like Trey, whatever. The one where she's like fake Italian? No, that's her. That girl just made a Netflix movie. We'll talk about this later. But she just came out with a new Netflix movie that came out like a couple weeks ago. Um, charming. There's Starstruck. I, I honestly don't know who you're talking about. The girl. Sarah Highland from Modern Family. Oh my gosh! Whoa, I've been thinking of. <laughs> I I heard you say Sarah Highland. In my head, I registered it as the girl that plays Allie in Austin. <laughs> oh, 
Actually, I really liked her in that movie as a really? Italian. Yes. I thought the accent. The hairdresser thing. The, the hairdresser. accent was a little rough to me, but. That's fair. Yeah. Sometimes it was. I mean, it was a classic. Okay. Sarah Hyland. Charming. Yes. Geek charming. Yes. 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 Yeah. That was a good one. That was a good movie. And his, like, original love interest is the girl who plays Allie from Pretty Little Liars. Not Allie. Oh. From Sasha Benson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just mixed two of the girls, but yeah. Yeah, we get it. Oh, yeah, Ashley Benson and, and Sasha, Sasha Brown or yeah. I don't know. Unimportant. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> we're, we're doing really well. We how, are how, many, really- how far are we into the podcast right now? How many minutes? <laughs> oh, we're about at minute six. Okay, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool, I'm cool. wondering how many listeners we lost because yep. we got on a trip. I'm just going to yep. go on Me too. and allow you to okay great okay anyways so you all were supposed to watch maze runner before coming back because we were going down our dylan lane of the month of the year actually yeah and izzy is smelling my candle it smells it's called ocean air from target with essential oils and it's a yankee candle candle so go check it out. Hashtag Target. Swipe up for uh, discounts. Um, uh, our coupon code from <laughs> our podcast is Guacamole plus Izzy twenty. You get zero percent off. <laughs> tell the tell the cashier. <laughs> tell the cashier that that's your coupon code. Yeah, see what twenty percent off. Yeah, see what happens. So, anyways, um, wow, Maze Runner. Here we go. So we're going down Dylan Lane, and we are watching Maze Runner. We watched Maze Runner. We're not watching it right now. <laughs> So, anyways, um, you've seen this movie before, yes? I ha- yes. Okay. I sure have. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, it's been a lot. <laughs> We're struggling. We're both. It's on the verge of a breakdown. Yeah. Um, from various personal matters. Yes. And just long days. Also, so, we were supposed to put out an episode last week, but I got my weeks mis- mixed up. So now we're putting it out this week. So we're gonna have another one next week. It's just th- it's yeah, a mess. We're a mess. But hey. Thanks for joining us on our journey. Yeah. Um, I have seen Maze Runner before. It's been a long time. This one I remembered more of, more parts of. Um, but I've seen all of them. I just I don't remember any of uh, anything else. That's okay, well, it. We're not going to give away any so. spoilers in case people haven't watched or read the Maze Runner. So Honestly, we're not going to talk about the ending of the movie to, on this podcast. We'll talk about the ending of this movie. Okay. Yeah. 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 But not, not further. We're not going to discuss further things. I mean, honestly, if you've read the books, <laughs> the movies are so different. The second two. Yeah. Which we talked about. Yeah. Because Divergent does the same thing. But we are diverging from our topic, which is Mace Runner. <laughs> Mace Runner. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, we're going to talk about the first Mace Runner. Have you read the book? I'm, I haven't read the book. It was okay. just funny because I definitely went through a period in... Well, a couple years ago where I read all the Divergent books, all the Hunger Games books. I feel like there was another dystopian, like a popular dystopian series. It doesn't matter, but I... I yeah, did. but now I want to know what it is. Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yeah. <laughs> um, But anyways. Which I'm not typically... I don't really like dystopian stories. Oh, so good. I, I like some... Like, I love... Did you ever read Anthem by Ayn Rand? No. Okay. Well, it's, it's, that's a no, its own dystopian book. But I, I appreciate some of the more maybe classic dystopian novels. But I'm, I'm not really into, like, sci-fi. Uh, and, you know what I mean? This one is much more sci-fi, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. than, like, Divergent or Hunger Games. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, okay. So you haven't read the book, so we won't talk too much. I might have a few things to say yeah, about the book compared to the movies, but I will say that I watched, I bought the book so that I could watch the movie. Cause I was like, I'm going to read the book and then watch the movie. Um, and I don't know why I would like all of a sudden, I think Ryan, my brother had read Maze Runner and said he really liked it. So okay. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I knew the movie was coming out. Mm-hmm. I remember getting the book. Oh no, I didn't buy it. I got it from the library mm. and it had pictures of the movie people in it. That's what happened oh. because I had read Divergent because the movies were coming out. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. And then I went to the library or I like researched what are other ones to watch, like read that are like Divergent and Maze Runner came up and I remembered Ryan saying he liked it. Mm-hmm. So then I remember seeing all the pictures in the book, like in the middle of the book, they had like stills from the movie, which I think is kind of funny. Anyways, and I just remember thinking that Newt was so cute. Yeah. I was like, Newt is just the best. Um, and he's the best in the book as well. But then, I know. So then I watched it right after I read it. Okay. And I was pretty disappointed. Yeah. That is never do that. that You need space in between reading and watching. Yeah. Because, and which I think we talked about this on a couple podcasts ago, or have at least talked about it multiple times. But just to try and appreciate movies and books as two separate stories. Yes. Because oftentimes they are. Yes. Yes. So. The first book really does not deviate. The first movie doesn't deviate that much from the first book, mm-hmm. um, which I liked. There were a few things that, like, were different. The ending of the movie ma- mainly being the thing that was the most different, which I remember being super disappointed about, mm-hmm. um, which we'll get to a little bit later. But um, let's, since this is Dylan O'Brien, mm-hmm. let's first talk about Dill. Dill. How the Dill Man. Man. How do you think Dylan O'Brien's performance compares to the last two movies? So we pretty Mm -hmm. much watched his first movie, which was first time, and then we watched Internship, which was like in the middle of him doing Teen Wolf. Right, and his part was also it's a little bit harder. I feel like to gauge Internship because his role was so much smaller than either first time or Maze Runner. Um, So, and Maze Runner is taking place. At the same time, he's doing um, Styles Stalinsky, because that's why he got hired as Thomas, okay. was because the directors of Maze Runner saw him in his YouTube channel, which he's like such a weirdo in his YouTube channel, and then saw him as Styles Stalinsky, and Styles goes through a whole bunch of stuff. Like at the beginning, he's like a goofball in Teen Wolf, mm-hmm. and then he goes through Void Styles, and so they were like, "That's a kid that can act. If you can yeah. be like." regular styles and be like silly and bring in humor and then you play this like possessed void styles yeah so then they were like we need him for mace runner which i thought was cool very cool yeah so um he was in the midst of season five of teen wolf i think okay four or five when he did mace runner okay so how do you think his performance compares to those other three things yeah we'll include teen wolf okay uh oh Comparing it to Teen Wolf. Um, I would say in comparison to first time, I would put it two points higher. Yeah. Than what it, like he, there was significant growth. Um, ooh, I'm trying to think. I think too, it's hard because this is, it's, it's harder to 
judge the more serious roles because this is a serious role. Yeah. To mostly goofy roles in the yeah. past. So I feel like it's hard to be. I feel like it's it always seems better. It seems like the better role, like a better job, well done. You yeah. Know, because it was serious. Were you convinced that he was Thomas? Yes, I think less so in the beginning of the movie. I think when he first gets out and his first enters the glade, I think he didn't. I don't know. I think maybe it's just hard to also act frantic, and um, I don't know. I I feel like maybe his acting was like grew with the movie. Hmm. I do feel like at the beginning it was just like I don't think it was bad. At all. I just think that that was probably, like, I, I feel like there was a, a definitely a transition as the movie went on. What's interesting, though, is there's no guarantee that he did the first scene first. Right, that yeah. That could have been his exactly. last scene. Yeah. So maybe it is just, like, hard to be frantic. Yeah. Which we see that in Teresa later. Yes. She's yeah. terrible. <laughs> She's just so, yeah, like, nobody wakes up like that. And yeah. then, like, just, and she wouldn't say, Tom, oh, I can't. She wouldn't say Thomas like that. Yeah. Like, ugh. anyways, I just can't with Teresa. I'm, like, at a loss for words. But, anyways. Molly is we'll so anti-Teresa. Oh. You wouldn't, you, yeah. That's, the story needs her, I guess. Nah. We could do without her. <laughs> like, why does there have to be, yeah. We'll get there later. It becomes more relevant in the later movies. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, I think, like, I think this is a great performance. Because I think, to, for me personally, if you stop associating the actor with a different role while you're watching him in that new role, then that means he's a, doing a really good performance. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think of, like, a good example. Um, okay, so the girl who plays Emily in Revenge... I have a really hard time watching her in anything else mm-hmm. because I always associate her with Emily. And I think she did a great job as Emily. Mm-hmm. But I think she, it's really hard for her to get out of that Yeah, role. yeah. Um, Typecasting. Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean she's a bad actress. But I think that's what makes Jennifer Lawrence so good is, like, every time I watch Jennifer Lawrence, I'm not thinking Katniss. I'm yeah. thinking what she is in that movie. Right. And I feel like that's what, like – dylan o'brien does so well is Mm -hmm. he plays super goofy styles Mm -hmm. and i'm still convinced that he's serious thomas Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah so i i like him from the start he also does this thing with his eyes which i like don't understand how like when he's like confused or he's like concerned his eyes move really fast which is like what people's eyes do yeah when they're like concerned they're trying to like process what's going on i don't know how he does it without yeah it's hard to do if you're trying to think about it um but, yeah, I just think he does a really great job from the start. Yeah. I feel like the scene that feels most Thomas to me is when he's at the end, when that fake ending that they kind of yes. give you. I think that's the same scene that you're talking about yeah. with his eyes, but where he, where they're like, what do we do now? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like the way that he says that, I don't know. It just feels the most true to Thomas to yeah. me. That, like, one short, yeah. short, um, short bit. I think that he does a great job of bringing Thomas to life. Like, Mm -hmm. Thomas, in the book, obviously, you're going to feel his emotion so much more because it's written. Mm -hmm. So you can, like, read what he's thinking, but Mm -hmm. you can't in the movie, obviously. Right. 
And so his character is always certain and uncertain, mm-hmm. like courageous and scared yeah. all at the same time. And I think that Dylan does a good job of portraying that all the time. Like you yeah. can tell he's scared, but you can tell he's certain that yeah. he wants to do what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like, like what you said when he was like, I don't know what I do next, but also like Minho at one point is like, are you sure? When they like go into the griever hole, he's like, are you sure? And he's like, it, it's a long silence. Like you think he's going to fake it and be like, yes, but he's yeah. like, nope. And then, and then he, then takes he just, a, yeah, goes forward. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just feel like that convinces you that he is going to be the leader um, because that's what these leaders need. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really intend to be their leader. Right. But he is because mm-hmm. that's what they needed. Yeah. Um, okay. So overall, what is your favorite part of the Maze Runner? Ooh. Um... Hmm. do you like this movie i guess would be question number one i know you don't really like sci-fi and yeah, it's a little sci-fi but yeah. do you like it do you enjoy it i do i would say i feel because there's a spectrum i feel like just above neutral okay in in, in its favor um i think maybe as the series grows, goes on you know i could grow to like it more yeah um so what's your favorite part I'm trying to think. I'll think of a specific scene, but one thing that I really appreciated about this movie was in the beginning how they show the boys creating a system mm-hmm. and living out that system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was kind of, to me, like an antithesis, is that right? To, to uh, Lord of the Flies. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Like, where it's just like if a group of boys get together, it's just chaos and death. Yeah. Where, you know, in some ways you could say the same is true of the Glade, but not really because that at their fault. Right. Um, so I really appreciate just them coming together and the brotherhood that they have in the yeah. glade. Um, so I really enjoyed that in terms of a favorite scene. I would say, hmm. I don't know. Let me think about that for a minute. What's your favorite scene? Well, I obviously I'm going to love any scene that has Newt in it. Yeah. Newt is my favorite character in the movie. Even though this is a Dylan O'Brien podcast, we're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about Newt next. Yeah, we're going to talk about Thomas Brody Sangster because he's the best. <laughs> um, but no, I love Newt. I think I also like I love any scene that has Galley and Thomas together. Mm-hmm. Um, Galley is such a an opposite to Thomas in every way. Which, in the book, he's a lot worse. In the movie, I like him a lot better. I was going to say, I actually, I find it hard to hate Gally's character in yeah. the movie. I, I, I don't. I feel like they try really hard to make him seem like he's evil. And it's like, he's just trying to protect them. Like, and here's this new kid yeah. who's coming in and, like, their system has worked for three yeah. years. And, like, everything, if you throw everything out the window, like, you will right. erupt into chaos. So it, I, I very much sympathized with, yes. with Gally. Um, Galley has been put in a position of power. Mm-hmm. In the book, he abuses his power a lot more, okay. and he like he's a real he's a real jerk in the book. Uh-huh. I feel like in the movie, he's so much more like, um, yeah, like there is order. I've been here for three years. I've seen the dark days. Like I know what happens yeah. when we don't have order. Um, and he really does feel like their protector. I feel like because Albie was so much more. So it's Albie, new. 
minnow and um galley and fry pan are like the leaders pretty much okay um you don't get a lot from fry pan because he's just like the leader of the cooks so he doesn't he's not as big in the movies but when you have those five people and like albie and newt are really close and then there's galley and albie and newt are so much more sympathetic Mm -hmm. and galley is so much more like okay it's okay to be sympathetic i mean not he doesn't really have a lot of compassion because he's like if we're too compassionate then everything is gonna blow up Mm -hmm. so i think he's a good contrast yeah to foil yes (laughs) he's a good contract to contrast to albie who's much more like caring but he's also a good contrast to thomas who is like i'm not gonna stay here like i want to get out and galley's like we've been safe here for three years yeah why are you now trying to make us not safe yeah um he is a good he's not really even an not antecedent he's not even really what is that word that's like the opposer to the antagonist. Yes. Mm. I feel like he's supposed to be the antagonist, mm-hmm. but really he's not. Yeah. The maze is the antagonist. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the part that shows Galley's true nature is when, and I like this scene a lot. This is probably my favorite scene, is when all the guys are like having their campfire and like hanging out and wrestling and drinking or whatever. Which makes me wonder, did they do that every night or just when the new person comes up? Like, is it a monthly party? Or I, they do yeah, it, it was a little unclear. I feel like it was more monthly. Yeah. It didn't seem like it was a normal. Right. Yeah. So Galley is like beating all these people up, right? And he's like winning every time. So mm-hmm. obviously he's like the muscle of the group. And then he challenges Thomas and gets really upset when Thomas like throws him to the ground, mm-hmm. which I think shows like Galley's pride. He's mm-hmm. a very prideful character. And then he throws Thomas on the ground and hits – Thomas hits his head and remembers his name. And then Galley goes up to him and gives him, like, a handshake and is like, welcome home, Thomas, or yeah. whatever. And I just feel like that is Galley. Mm-hmm. Super prideful, super, like, I'm the big guy mm-hmm. on campus, whatever. But then he also really roots for his boys. Yeah. So mm. I like that scene. Yeah. Also, the Newt and Thomas scene is very cute. Newton Thomas when they're like sitting there and he's asking all the questions oh and yeah and Newt's just trying to like do his job yeah. and yeah Thomas is pestering him yes so anyways um that I just talked for a long time about Galley but Galley is much more relatable in the movies yeah he's much more likable and much more yeah like he's just trying to protect his his clan here yeah like he's not he's not the bad guy yeah um there's something I was gonna say and then we'll get to the ending. Oh, one thing that bothers me a lot, because it does come up later. Oh, wait, they might have cut that scene out. No, they didn't. It comes up later, is that Newt is supposed to have a really bad limp. And it's oh. even talked about, like, in interviews about how, like, Thomas Brody Sangster, like, tried to walk with a limp. And, like, whenever he has to run, it's really difficult because he has to run with a limp. But, like, it is not evident. I Like, Sorry. TBS. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the limp is not evident, yeah. I don't think. Anytime he walks, anytime he runs, I don't think it's evident at all that he has a limp. I would, I would not have had any idea. No. I forgot that he was supposed to. It talks about it in the book a lot. But I forgot that he was supposed to until I was watching an interview with him talking about how it was hard to run and pretend that he had a limp. And I was like, well... but You did a bad job. Yeah. I'm TBS. So, I love you, but... That was... 
not your best work. Yeah. And I really tried to pay attention to it this time to be like, does he walk with a limp in the first movie? He never does. Yeah. Like, I think he's trying, but it doesn't come through. And that's disappointing because that is significant. I think in the third movie they talk about it. Okay. So. So do they pretend in the third movie that he has a limp? Like, do they talk about it? They talk about it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I can't remember, though, we'll have to, we said we weren't going to talk about the other movies, but I can't remember if that scene got cut Mm, or not. Because it wasn't obvious, maybe. Maybe. I don't know, but I'm just like, that's such an important part of Newt's storyline, which they don't talk about at all in the book. They don't talk about how he got the limp. They, in the third movie, there was a scene that he does talk about it. Oh, okay. Um, In the first book, they do talk about it. Talk about his limp. Um, But they don't, they didn't put that in the movie. So, anyways, not a big deal. But I just feel like it's important for Newt's character, and it is brought up later. Yeah, so they should, you should talk about it. That's really the only thing that bothers me. Um. Okay. So ending. Let's let's discuss the ending a little bit. Chuck, I know. Of course, they're gonna kill the fat, cute, chubby boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chuck is only twelve. He's so sweet. Yeah, he's the youngest one to go into the glade. Um, so he, yeah, he's like, he's still got his like baby face, you know? Yeah. Um, I wonder if when they go, so they like go through the griever hole, right? And then they end up in the wicked headquarters and there's all those dead bodies everywhere. And Thomas presses the button that plays the video of Ava Page. She starts talking about the sun flares, the solar flares, and the disease called the flare, and it affects the brain, and they start showing people who are dying from it. I wonder if they realize at that point that that's what the grievers give them. Mm. I wonder if they know. Mm -hmm. Like, if they have put those pieces together, that when Ben goes crazy... Right, that's he has the disease. That's he has the flare. Right, they've bottled it and put it in the grievers. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they start making that connection or not. Do we learn why they bottled it and put it in? Why Why did they do that? We do. Learn, okay. Cool. Yes. So I mean, you figure it out. They never explicitly say it, but okay. they you figure it out. Okay. Because obviously they're putting them through trials, but it's it's that's an interesting thing to to do. Yeah. To take a disease that's you know taking down the world. And- yeah, it is ex- sort of explained okay. later. Um, I think you can, once you get through all three movies, when you go back, you can start putting the pieces together of why Wicked did what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just wonder if the kids figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then Galley shows up, and they're like, wait, wait, he's stung. Mm-hmm. And he has the same, like, lines that... Right. Like black people, veins almost. Yep, yeah. That the people in the mo- in the videos had, and I wonder if they're like, oh my gosh, like they were giving us the flare. Mm-hmm. You brought up something. This is a bit of a side side note, but that I thought was really interesting about the the maze being above ground. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So in the end, then so they like watch Ava Page, and she like gets sh- she shoots herself, and then quote unquote, yeah, quote unquote, and then Galley comes in and shoots. Try, he's supposed to shoot Thomas, mm-hmm. but Chuck, but sweet Chuck, Chuck jumps in the way. Yep, which is also a test. I don't think that's ever brought up later. It is in the book, but I don't think it's ever brought up later in the movies that that in itself is a test. Um, for who? For Chuck? 
Yeah, so but he dies. Not for ch- oh. like just sort of. It's supposed to see if the connection between Teresa and Thomas is strong enough. Oh, and she doesn't jump in front of him or he doesn't And jump what happens him. is that Chuck does what they expected Teresa to do. Oh. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. Okay. Um, but anyways, so then Chuck dies and it's really sad. Did you expect him to die? Yeah. Okay. I think from the beginning, I, they kind of, there's a lot of times where they, like, when the griever attacks the, when, when the maze stays open and all the things open and yeah. all the grievers come into the village and, like, rampage, when they're hiding out in that hut and Chuck does get grabbed at that yeah. one point, there's, all, there's all these close-ups that, like, are implying that he's going to die at some point. Okay, gotcha. Uh, to me. Um, and I, I feel like. They, there's just this sweetness to tr- to Chuck, but also this bravery that yeah. they make c- clear that I feel like those two coupled together, you're like, yeah. there goes my, my sweet prince. Yeah. He's the only one that walks away from Ben's banishing. They all have to go to the banishing and they're all standing around and he turns and walks away, mm. which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. That, the bravery part. Like, that doesn't necessarily seem like a brave thing, but it, it's yeah. like Neville Longbottom. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Chuck Chuck dies, which is super sad mm-hmm. and important for Thomas. But one th- other thing so, that you mentioned about the, the maze being above ground. Yeah, so then yeah. you get – so then uh, they go out and they get in this helicopter and they see the maze above ground, which is – fine i guess because they get to see their maze and they're like oh my gosh there's our tiny little home mm-hmm. um but what bothers me about it is in the book the maze is underground and the top is like the sky is totally controlled by wicked mm-hmm. because if the maze is in the middle of the scorch like it is in the movie it wouldn't be green it wouldn't rain it wouldn't have temperature control Mm -hmm. like they themselves would be scorched right so i don't understand how it's above ground and it's still super green and where the rain came from yeah because it doesn't rain in the scorch and when it does the lightning kills you pretty much Mm -hmm. so it's like i don't understand how the maze is above ground that really bothers me yeah which is a fair point which i wouldn't have thought of and, like, yeah. I guess I understand it for the movie's sake of, like, the – they're, like, oh, my gosh, there's our tiny home. Mm-hmm. That's all that they know now because their memories were erased. Right. In the middle of this vast desert. Mm-hmm. And so – but, yeah, they would not be able to have the glade if it was above ground, mm-hmm. which I didn't even actually think about until I was watching it this time. Okay. When I was talking to you about yeah. how it was, like, underground in the book. And I was, like, oh, yeah, like, it wouldn't make sense for it to be above ground. Yeah. It couldn't be. So I don't know how that works. Wicked has their ways, I guess. That was a really long way for me to get to an- to say what I said about the no, movie, but I feel like yeah. Um, I didn't want to skip over Chuck's death because that and Galley is dead. Yes, Galley dies. Minnow spears him. Mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking during that scene mm-hmm. is, I it always amazes me like watching watching any movie where people sh- kill people or things with bows and arrows, and especially from long distances and spears like. You have to throw that oh my so hard. Like, you have to be so strong for that to actually 
impale. Yeah. Like go through to the other side. And it like goes through far. Right. It wouldn't. No. Right. That's unrealistic. But even just just even thinking about like how people killed people back in the olden days with stuff like that. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. So gruesome. Yeah. I... With a spear makes a little bit more sense because you've got like it's heavy in and of itself. Yeah. But like when you see those little like blinky spears, I know. And like bows and arrows, I know. I don't. I don't understand. So, anyways, that was my thought during that scene. Was yeah. My thought during that scene all the time is poor Galley for getting stung and being manipulated to do what he's about to do, mm-hmm. and then by the virus or manipulated by Wiccan. Oh, um, and then TBD. yeah, and then um, uh, thinking about how often these kids who are not older than seventeen mm-hmm. have to kill people. Yeah, like they had to banish Ben, mm-hmm. and that's probably not the first time they banished people because they knew exactly what to do. Right. So they've banished people to the maze before. Um. Albie talks about the dark days when mm-hmm. there was like chaos. And then Galley kills Chuck, who he I'm sure wanted to protect. Yeah. If we go back and think about what we talked about with Galley, he just mm-hmm. wanted to protect people. And then Minho just like without thinking. Yeah. Kills Galley, who yeah. he has lived in the maze with for several years. It's yeah. just like crazy. Like mm-hmm. and I think about that throughout this whole series, same with like Hunger Games. I mean, Hunger Games is meant to make you feel that way that these kids are killing kids. Which yeah. Is, but like, Divergent is the same way. Like, mm-hmm. how are all these like kids totally fine with killing other kids? Yeah. It's crazy to me. Yeah. But I guess it's supposed to be a little more complicated, isn't it? But, anyways, any other thoughts? I wonder what it's like for people. Like, when I watched The Maze Runner, I knew Galley was going to come and kill Chuck. Like, I was waiting for it. Right. super significant. But I wonder what it was like for people who didn't know how the story was going to go. They have that fake ending. The music is building. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do we do now? And Thomas is like, I don't know. Yeah. And then he says, let's get out of here. And then you, like, the music is, you know, crescendoing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you just hear Galley go, No. Yeah. Like, I wonder what that was like for people. Yeah. They, like, didn't know that was going to happen. And then it was like, oh, and there's more. And then all the people come in and, like, swarm them. Yeah, and yeah. like, oh, my gosh, they're going to be taken care of. And then. And then. The lady in white shows up. And she she lets us know what's really going on. She wipes the blood off of her head. Yep. Do you think that was her actually laying on the ground? So, what do you mean? so they like see her shoot herself and then they like look to where she would have been sitting and you see like legs and white pants and they like walk over to her but they never show her face do you think that was actually her laying there huh interesting probably i think they really wanted it if they wanted it to seem as real as possible and they went to the lengths of like putting fake dead bodies around or real dead bodies not that i know mm-hmm. um but yeah i would say because they would have, if they were watching, and they knew at, like how much time they had, they they had a time gauge from when That's they would true. get in. Like it's not like she was laying there for hours; she was probably laying there for like ten minutes. That's true. Yeah, and even the kids say that like 
they've been here watching us this whole time Mm -hmm. which would be like they have been watching these kids die yeah and even ava page at the end is like we have more survivors than what i thought yeah just like and they always say wicked is good wicked is good and it's Mm -hmm. like are they yeah can you really be good if you're like putting these kids into this maze where they're dying yeah unvolunt like they're not volunteering for this right it's crazy it's crazy all right that's amazing. we out we out so it's obviously setting up for a second movie right which is which good for you guys there's a second I maze runner <laughs> the scorch trials uh, i think the scorch trials is probably my favorite one out of the three mm. it's also the best book um okay so do you have you only remember really one scene from the scorch trial i just remember them being in a desert yeah and like so do you have predictions for the scorch trials try to keep out what you remember happens in the third movie so okay do you Um, do you have predictions for the scorch trials i figure I figure they'll probably, like, be in a facility with the wicked people who maybe they don't know are wicked. Because they don't know the helicopter people are wicked, do they? I don't think that they do. Okay. For a little bit. And then they'll be like, oh, my goodness, they're wicked. And then they have to escape from that facility. And then they're running through the desert. Mm. And they're running through the desert. They're getting a tan on. <laughs> sipping pina coladas. Oh, yeah. That's how it is in yeah. the Maze Runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you have – do you remember much of the – Second movie? No. Okay. So do you have predictions for anybody's deaths? Ooh. Do you think there's going to be think, any deaths? I don't think Minnow's going to make it much longer. Okay. Um. Who Who's Who's even left? We've got okay, Winston. So significant players would be Winston. Uh-huh. The Med Jack. Right. Fry Pan. The Cook. Uh-huh. Newt. The Love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Teresa. Which we wish she would die. She's yeah, not going she's, to. she's the worst. Yeah. Um, Thomas. Uh huh. Minnow. That might be it of the significant people in this movie. Okay. Yeah, I think Minnow's going to be gone in this movie. All right. Yeah. See you later, Minnow. See ya. Do you think. So you said you think they're going to be in a facility. I think that they'll be brought to another facility first and then have to escape from that. Are they going to be alone in that facility or do you think there's going to be other people in that facility? I think there's going to be people because I feel like there are going to be people first that are like, oh, maybe they'll be trying to like experiment on them in the facility. Experiment on the on the people, the boys, the maze people, the yeah. maze kids. Okay. And then they're like, oh my goodness, they're wicked. And they leave. Okay. I like the predictions. That's my that's my guess. I like it. We'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yes. Okay, great. So watch the Scorch Trials. Um and come back next week for the Scorch Trials. The, the Scorch Trials. The Miss Runners Scorch Trials. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do, do we have our Hollywood moment of the Oh, Shigo Muffins. Whoa. Um oh. you wanna find one? I got you. Okay. I'm unprepared. This candle is very strong. I, I keep know. smelling it. It's wonderful. It is nice. It's like a cleaner smell. Mm-hmm. It kind of matters. Oh, guys, Bridgerton season two is coming out next month. Woo! Woo! 
That's one. Oh, also, um, Secrets of the Zoo Tampa, the <gasps> zoo that I work at, season three, just dropped on Disney Plus. Check it out. Are you... I should be slightly in it. No way, really? Yeah, just Whoa. in the background, nothing fancy. Wow, I'm yeah. excited. So look out for me. I think I'm in my intern shirt. So wow. Yeah. Um, let's see what we got. Oh, somebody I feel like just got engaged. One million people just got engaged. Well, I do know that Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley broke up. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, is most it of E News is about Kanye West and Pete Davidson. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Yeah, I can't even. I don't even. I got nothing. Like I haven't been keeping up with the Hollywood for very much time. Valhalla. Batman with uh, Edward Cullen comes out on Robert Pattinson. Thank you. Yeah. On uh, this week. It came out. I think he's going to be a great Batman. Do you? He has a really good brooding face. Also, I saw this post about him the other day and they were like, this is not the guy who plays Batman. And it showed a picture of Edward Cullen. And then it was like, this is the guy who played Batman. Who's playing Batman? And it had like all of his other movies that I guess he was a lot better in. So yeah, no, I, I know think he's Edward like Cullen a was good probably actor. Not his top performance. Well, there you go. All of your Hollywood moments. We've yep. got Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. breaking up. Right. We got um, Batman coming out. When? I think it came out. Oh, Batman is out. Yeah, or it comes um, out Friday. We have. Bridgerton season two coming out next month. Yep. But like the Duke isn't on there. So do I really even want to watch it? Yeah. And then how how do you think they're going to play that off? Do you think he died? No, I don't. It's about a different. It's about a different person. It's about her brother. She's still in it. She's still in it. I know. How do you think they're going? I think they're going to be like, he's away on work. No, I think they're going to kill him off. Really? Yeah. Does he die in the books? I've never read the books. I didn't know they were books. They are books. Because I think because I think they had only ever scheduled him for, contracted him for one season because they never, they were never anticipating him coming back, supposedly. Okay, but like you got to write him off somehow. I think they're going to kill him off because everybody loves him so much and to not, like to make them like get a divorce or something, I think will infuriate people. Yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe they will just say he's away on work. But then, like, that's stupid, too. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they kill him off. <laughs> Not like that. Kill time. Rajan. Ron. No, 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 no. What's his name? I don't know. Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean. <laughs> <laughs> no, just because I feel like that is a, the only solution for them to not be together. Yeah. With their love story in the first season, the only way that they're not going to be spending all their time yeah, together. If, de- if he dies. Yes. What if she dies? Fine. Bye. <laughs> She's annoying anyways. The diamond of the season. <laughs> <laughs> that was so annoying. Anyways, that's our Hollywood moment of the podcast. Yep. It was a weak one. I'm sorry, guys. Next time it'll be better. Keep up. Uh, keep uh, keeping up with uh, Pete Davidson and uh, Yay. And the Yay. And their feud. Yes. Over Kim K. I just say drop her and get somebody else. Yeah. Pete Davidson must be a really nice guy. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. He's dated a lot of high Actually, people. I just was on E! News. There's a quote from Diplo saying, I think it was Diplo, talking about how Pete Davidson is like the sweetest boy ever. He seems like he'd be a nice guy. Yeah. I feel like he'd be nice. To land all the women that he's landed. Yeah, true. <laughs> Kaya Gerber, Ariana Grande. Um, Yet he can't seem to keep them. Yeah, well, because he was engaged to Ari. 
Yeah. Ariana. Anyway. Bye. Bye. Remember who you are.